stay a man Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street But leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet in the back. Come away, come away. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yes, just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. We call it home every Sunday morning live right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, 7 to 9 a.m. or 24-7, 365 is a live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can just go to theoutdoorzone.com and we'll link you to your podcast platforms or just when you go to your favorite one and just type in the Outdoor Zone or just hold your microphone button on your remote and say, Alexa, give me the Outdoor Zone and you can listen to them right there. Did that this week. It was hilarious. My name's TJ Granny in the bunkhouse with me as always. Cody Ryan. Good morning. Beefsteak is not in the uh, ranch house, but tie wire in the bunkhouse. But tie wire is, and he's the ranch hand that gets there early, gets the old pot belly stove fired up, gates open, everything ready to go. Puts a foil on the old coat hanger out there in the front. And, uh, and he brought elk steak and pheasant for beef steak today and beef steak's not there to get it and he sent a picture of his dad and the elk he killed a montana elk i don't that may be i don't know if that's just a good photograph or if that is the monster that the monster elk is holy camoli no that's a monster elk 110 dude montana monster baby good job yeah any anyway uh so speaking about montana elk and deer and stuff uh i wanted to so have you ever shot a tagged anything a tagged duck well if i were going to i would do it for sure with my rifle from mcbride's guns because you shoot your duck with a rifle from McBride's gun. I mean, you, you could because they will set you up so precisely that you could hit a flying <laughs> duck. McBride's guns with the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns. It's imperative we support our local gun shops and the ones we trust with our constitutional rights. Yeah, that's McBride's guns. You know, they've got a full service gunsmith, a full on site gunsmith right there to adjust, repair, modify your firearms. McBride's guns can get you ammo they can get you the personal carry you've been looking for they can get you just about anything you need for your firearm you'll find mcbride's in the same place it's been for years right there 
at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them 512-472-3532 or check them out online, McBridesGuns.com, because McBride's Guns, yeah, they're our hometown gun shop. Um, no, a collared deer. Uh, so No, I was talking about, have you ever shot a duck? Oh, a banded duck. Banded, banded duck. duck. Or uh, a banded no. dove. Or... I have shot a banded dove and uh have that band somewhere but do have never shot a banded duck have never shot a collared deer have never shot any other real well, wildlife I, like that you know i don't know so we're going to talk about that collared deer but i was just thinking about what are all the things because i know i think duck hunters and goose hunters are like that's a trophy to get a banded you save them, wear them around your neck, and that is the trophy in waterfowl hunting. Is is the band, and it's really cool to see where they were from, where they were banded, and how far they made it. You know how long they've made it, and uh, the stats are part of the cool thing that I know that I see. There's a recently a video that came out, and I believe it's a different story than the one you have here. Recently, a story from our uh, buddy that we've had on the show. Um, uh, his name's Mike. I'm trying to think of his show name, how everybody would. Uh, Mullet Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what everybody knows is Mullet Man. He recently harvested a uh, mule deer that had a collar on it. And it was very interesting to see. Uh, he was able to get, talk to the, you know, the, uh, uh, man, wildlife management folks there and get the data from it and that you know mule deer had traveled like 40 miles or something See, and i'd be i'd look at it and i'd go like, like i don't know if i'm supposed to shoot this or not it's got a tag around its neck but i guess well the night he before knew. he had actually he had actually checked that that was uh Approved, uh, because okay, he had seen it while he was while he was scoping, you know, while you're up on the ridge uh, glassing, he had seen that mule deer and noticed the the tag, and he wasn't going to originally. He said, but um, you know, you don't get many chances at a mature. The thing too is that collar had actually was not operating anymore. The battery oh, had died, well so. It had and lost its where, effectiveness. And that's where this uh, deer came from. Buck number 140 was part of a deer study in South Delta in the Mississippi, Louisiana area. And this is kind of a famous story where the, it got a lot of news coverage, this deer, because he was going back and forth year after year after year between these two areas. And then all of a sudden it went off, uh, he went off the, it quit the band, the collar quit. And so nobody knew where he was or what happened, but apparently from reading this article, apparently the, uh, the collars are designed to when the batteries quit, they fall off. They have some kind of unlocking mechanism. They just and fall off. So nobody knew what happened, but there was this guy and he knew all the stories and he found this, it started raining, he found this old hunting sh shack, you know, this old wooden deer stand. And so he got inside this old deer stand. He was hunting the, uh, the national forest 
in uh mississippi and he's in there hunting and, and he's like waiting the rain out and he sees this kind of color orange kind of thing it out of the corner of his eye and so it stops raining he walks over there and it's the 140 bucks collar and so it was a big deal to find the collar and then the story that went with it and it was 20 yards away or or within 200 yards of where it was initially collared darted and collared and uh it was just interesting to and it got got me thinking about all uh, if you watched yellowstone over the last couple of episodes the there's some wolves killing off a bunch of calves uh in montana and they're wolves that came over from yellowstone park but they had collars on them and the, the ranch hands ended up shooting them well, but they couldn't they couldn't don't... see the collars Oh, they saw the collar. Well, uh, it didn't seem like they saw the collar. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not giving wolves. that. Look, some people hadn't seen this episode of Yellowstone yet, so you don't want to well, give they away. Well, didn't catch up because it it's just part of this idea that, you know, shoot something collared, don't shoot something collared. If it's legal, and, if it's legal where you're hunting, it's an illegal if it's a legal species and you are hunting legally in a legal area and that animal comes into your area and it's a legal animal, then it really doesn't matter if it has three legs or a collar around its neck or an orange ear or a bail on its tail. I mean... If it's legal, it's legal, it's legal. But it right? would make you, it would make, it would have made like mullet man. It would have made me stall up a little bit. And these guys on Yellowstone, if you kind of follow the story, they didn't know these guy, these wolves even had ta collars on them till they walk up on them. And there's a lot of, you know, but my experience with collared things, like I remember when I was a kid, we were walking through a field and we found this big white thing and it had a metal box attached to it. And it was a weather balloon that had fallen out of the sky for whatever reason. It had a phone number on the box and you call the phone number. And so I guess all these bands and, and tags and stuff have numbers on them that you Absolutely. type into a system to find out where, where they came from, what the story was. But I love the idea. Uh, find out where the story is i just thought it'd be weird if you saw a collared deer would you shoot him would you not shoot him it's uh, weird because and do you, do you know what to do would you even think that you know about like should i sh you know should i check in case i run across a collared deer before i go in the national force elk hunting this year what you makes know, it any different elk what makes it any different is it, to me it's weird that You've got a species that flies in the sky, right? And it's the trophy if it's been tagged or somebody else. I mean, that is the epitome of a trophy is a tagged waterfowl species. Yet, put it on four legs and on the ground, and if it's got a tag, everybody hesitates. What's the deal with that? What makes it any different? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I just, I just, my, my mind is if I saw that just like the mullet man, if I saw it, 
would I know whether it was okay to shoot it or not? Would I even know? I mean, there was 20 deer in the study that were out there that this 140 deer, number 140 was a part of. There was 20 deer out there running around for years with these collars on. I guess, I I mean, I guess you'd shoot them. I just think you got to know whether you should or not, or who even thinks about that with a deer or an elk or a mule deer. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're on, if you're on the legal hunting ground and it's a legal species, I'm not saying shoot it because it has a tag. I'm just saying if it fits all the criteria, if it's a mature species of on legal ground that you have a legal permit for, well, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't see any reason against it, but I just think it's really funny that we target, we hesitate with four-legged species on the ground that are tagged, but everybody cheers and seeks out tagged waterfowl that's flying over. Isn't the irony kind of funny? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a different mindset. I mean, ducks are coming at you so fast you shoot them anyway. I think that we need to make sure we remind everybody that before you drive up to Montana and try and kill a big elk like tie wires, Papa did, uh, you need to get your vehicle checked and go get the maintenance done on it, get the oil changed, get the transmission fluid fixed, checked, whatever, air filters. You can do all that with our friends at Sun Automotive. Beefsteak's wife will not let him touch her car. She takes it to the 405 West Slaughter Lane location. When it comes to auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission service, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you. Like I said, the Beefsteak location is 405 West Slaughter Lane. There's 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and hey, Lakeway, it's 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Just go to sunautoservice.com for details. sunautoservice.com for all the details. Speaking of tag deer, we'll talk Peter Report on the flip side. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. All right, welcome back, regulators. Welcome to the bunkhouse, the outdoor zone. We're always shopping from Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork, fowl, even delicious bass. Post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, the outdoor zone. Uh, my name's TJ Granny. Hey, I want to make sure I tell you, uh, remind you about our friends over at uh, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 
The wait is over. Truckloads of the new Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams are headed our way during the Nile Maxwell Big Finish Sales Event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. All month long, we have the newest vehicles showing up by the truckloads daily. And make no payments for 90 days. Enjoy the holidays, and your first payment won't be until March 2023. It's the biggest sale of the year. We've got the inventory right now at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. So come and pick yours out today. This is the big finish event for the biggest discounts, best financing offers, and a Supercenter size selection. Head to the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. We sell more than anyone else. 620 and 3 in Austin. Or visit, visit us online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Now it's time for the PETA report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA report because we love animals too. They taste great. So I don't know how many of you folks, it's uh, close to Christmas and time to get out and do family things. And uh, a lot of churches have, uh, will have a weekend or two with live nativity scenes. And it's, I think it's super awesome. I think just anytime, uh, Cody, Ryan, you took your whole, you took the girls to a huge Christmas spectacular um, last week. Was there a live, any camels or any of that kind of stuff around there? Live, oh, there was a petting zoo. Yeah, we went to, uh, I'm not giving them any advertisement. They they don't need it. Now we Dude, went you need to, to tell them about it because it's a spectacular it's, it is here in the Bryan College Station, Texas area. It's a we're in College Station uh, at Santa's Wonderland is where I took the girls last week. And yes, there were live animals, live um, rambunctious animals. There were uh, some live animals at the nativity scene. The uh, thing my daughter liked most, which was really cool because uh we're looking at uh raising some of these creatures her favorite was the fallow deer that was eaten out of her hand eating some feed out of her hand so it was a lot of fun you can feed the feed the animals there but the nativity the scene yeah nativity scene was uh was alive and well there as well yeah they had some camels and all kinds of stuff so pretty cool so there was a church in new hanover north carolina and they had a couple of small calves in their nativity scene and the calves got out and there was a, a little bit of a ruckus chasing them down, trying to get them back. And so they got, they had a few farm animals in their live nativity scene and, uh, they, um, they borrow them from local farmers, local ranchers that, you know, they take, obviously these are well cared for little creatures and uh but they got out and then somehow i guess looking at them thing they can come up with and they and they were getting after this church in their social media and uh 
getting after this church about having a live nativity scene. And two days after, I two mean, days after news broke, two days after news broke of six month old calves escaping from a church local nativity scene, a national animal organization is taking uh, the charge for their own people for the ethical treatment of animals. Christians Outreach Division, PETA Lambs, sent a letter to Seaside Chapel Pastor Jerry Vess. Please, to prevent further tragedies, will you stop using live animals in your events? Your sets and church members provide a perfectly lovely attraction on their own. What so sickens was, me the most out of this? Here we go. I'm sorry, but this is this is a whole new level. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals Christian Outreach Division. There's nothing Christian about any PETA involvement whatsoever. They have an arm for this. They have an outreach program to. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. Also, is they had the PETA Lambs Division. They have. Now they have these little names for their little enclaves that they give them and try and make them seem passive and cute and, you know, worthy of your money. But anyway, so the, the church had these animals and they made a big ruckus at it, but the church did it again anyway, and, and which is the smart thing to do. It's kind of like the rattlesnake roundups here. You got the ones that uh, bow down and didn't have rattlesnakes anymore. And then you got the ones that doubled down and, and had the biggest round rattlesnake roundups of, of their history. But, uh, the, and then there was people even saying, well, cows weren't even around back then. And the pastor said, well, we can't afford $1,500 a day to rent cows. We're just a little church trying camels. to do Camels, I mean, yeah. camels and, and, uh, we can't do, we can't pay $1,500 a day per camel to rent camels. We're just a little church. And, uh, so we use cow mills as a replacement and nobody cares, you know, it's just about, it's just about the spirit of the season. And, and so I wanted to make sure we took this opportunity too, as you're getting pounded by all these group organizations uh, EDA and ASPCA, they have failed in all the audits for their donor giving. They are in the bottom of the list of safe places to donate your money, worthy places to donate your money. If you want to help sheltered animals, if you want to do something like that, either go to a shelter and adopt a pet right now just go down there and adopt a cat or a dog we've got we've got some live rescue uh towns here in central texas and they're overflowing they can't take any more animals they're gonna have to start euthanizing them and so if you want to really be helpful go get a dog out of the pound or take them take them dog food and blankets and the kind of stuff that they ask for on their website physical things that you can buy and take to them and uh and that's that'll help but don't send a check to the spca or the PETA or any of those organizations out there you are you're wasting your money because all that's doing is paying ingram newkirk and her little covey of followers terrorists 
terrorist. So anyway, it, it is the season for giving, you know, and you want you really want to do something for the outdoors. Write a check to uh, Ducks Unlimited. Write a check to the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Write a check to CCA and send it in. You really want to do some conservation work, you know. You want to send some money to the Texas Parks and Wildlife for, but you want to you want to do something. Uh, send some money to KOZ Kids Outdoor Zone. Donate to Kids Outdoor Zone. You want to take right now. There's a, this weekend. There was a thousand boys around the country that got taken out in the outdoors by mentors and taught how to hike, camp, fish, hunt, do outdoor activities. We saw I saw pictures of a group that some boys were in a in an auto mechanic shop, changing oil, changing tires, learning all about about vehicles. So donate to kids outdoor zone write a check to kids outdoor zone go online kidsoutdoorzone.com and give there um but don't don't waste your money sending it to something like heater or aspc it it, it, it and those little puppy commercials there are so many documented uh it's a scam it is it is there's it's just documented over and over and over again and they just get they just get sad people you know people that aren't thinking it are moved by a little puppy commercial and they send them money and it, oh my gosh i'll tell you where your money's well spent when you're looking for coverage for your family something i have my family covered with is Altrua health share finding affordable top quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen entrepreneurs and those who are self-employed Altrua health share they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alter- <clears throat> excuse me, a powerful alternative to traditional high uh, skyrocketing cost uh, insurance. Altrua HealthShare is a care sharing ministry, which means that its members commit to a, stand- a statement of standards, which includes a healthy lifestyle. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow. Eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. That's literally how simple it is. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altura Health Share, where we care for one another. All right, coming up, uh, Armed Citizens Report. And uh, we've got your normal Armed Citizens Report. Plus, I've got a little uh, story from some of our neighboring friends here that... Uh, you may want to hear about it's the outdoor zone live at the bunkhouse 24 7 365 at the outdoor zone.com This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to T.J., Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. It's The Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Follow us all week at theoutdoorszone.com. Theoutdoorszone.com. You can link on there, get information on what we're doing uh, track us personally link over to all the stuff that we talk about and things that we're doing all week long you can follow our social media from there uh, 
So track us at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy local relationship-based service that sets them apart. Yep, I love being able to just call up and talk to my banker. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime, anytime I'm traveling. Just flip open the uh, laptop or jump on my phone and I can do my banking. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of their locations in person. There's one at 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin. There's, 105, there's one at 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin or 900 Hutchins Avenues Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas, or just go to the website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all the information. Now it's time for our armed citizen report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. A 56-year-old concealed carry holder shot two would-be teen robbers this morning in Chicago. Huh, Chicago? That, that's shocking that they would have a shooting in Chicago after the suspects pointed a gun at him and demanded his belongings. The incident unfolded around 6 a.m. in the city's west side when a vehicle with three males inside approached the victim who was inside his own vehicle. Chicago police told Fox News one of the individuals got out of the vehicle, pointed a firearm at the victim and demanded his belongings. A struggle ensued before the victim, who police say legally owned a firearm and was concealed carry license holder, withdrew his weapon and fired several rounds. Chicago police say the offending vehicle then attempted to flee but crashed nearby. The driver of the suspect vehicle sustained a gunshot wound to the head and was taken to a local hospital in critical condition, while a second male was found several blocks away with a gunshot wound to the shoulder, according to investigators. That suspect was taken to the hospital in serious condition. The third male involved in the incident, who was in the backseat of the offending vehicle, sustained a broken leg in the crash and was transported to an area hospital in fair condition. All three of the suspects are unidentified teen males, Chicago police say. Police added that all the suspects were unidentified teens uh, between the age of 15 and 18. And they were just trying to rob the guy, but the guy was not hurt that they were trying to rob. Boy, well, he could have been had he not been been carrying, been carrying. He could have been dead. Right. You well, would have never heard about this story if he those, was dead. Those boys' mama needs to say, "Play stupid games, win stupid prizes." Yeah. Well, you would have never heard about the story if they would have killed him and. Taking his stuff. The home that a DeKalb County, Georgia man, and so that was in Chicago. Shocking. Uh, the home that a DeKalb County, Georgia man shares with four other people was invaded by four perpetrators ranging in age from 15 to 30. 
November 25th, in what appears to be a tragic, a, a targeted attack, police said that there was an exchange of gunfire with one of the residents as the criminals attempted the home invasion. Police arrived to find three young of the youngest perpetrators, 15 to 23, wounded. All three had serious injuries upon admission into the hospital, and at least one of the suspects was critical. Police said that later another man, the oldest of the four, appeared at the hospital, also wounded by a gunshot. Oh, well, somebody was game on. They've been practicing. All three are survivors were arrested uh, with all most likely to receive felony murder charges. Their actions brought about the death of their cohort and additional home invasion charges to be brought against the two adults. It's rare to see a defender manage to shoot this many intruders, as oftentimes the invaders tend to retreat when shots are fired at them. It would be safe to suspect that the resident was quite proficient with his firearm and likely had some training. Also, these criminals may have been more brazen than others, and they attempted this home invasion during daylight hours. Yeah. We had a home invasion in the apartment complex behind our house when we lived in the city. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, woke up in the middle of the night to cops all over our yard and our backyard. That. Yeah. Helicopters flying over. I never told your younger brothers and sisters who were living in the house at the time that there was a home invasion in it. And the cops, it was interesting because they had three teams and each team took a tour through our yard looking under stuff looking around stuff looking for these guys that escaped and well, I, on the well, first I walked one outside yeah the first I walked one was, outside yeah because i heard something and uh you know pistol in hand flashlight and there was cops underneath my carport and they said sir please go back inside make sure all your doors are locked i said yes sir yeah so anyway, home invasion, dude, that's, that's, but to think that somebody is that well prepared for something like that, or that you can get your pistol and you can, or, or I guess it was a pistol that he used to, uh, that these four people kick in your door and they're coming in your house and you have the ability to, I mean, they, well, shotgun would be most proficient in that situation in my mind to hit that many uh shotgun and then an ar secondly and then a pistol would be the hardest thing in my opinion to hit four suspects well unless you're really that's what that that was the interesting part was they said he's just highly proficient right so he obviously had some training obviously shot his gun a little bit um i don't hey, know there's you don't a, know when uh, it's going to come down. You just don't you, know. You know, there's some crazy stuff happening, obviously, in our country with the administrations that we have <laughs> that are trying to limit the rights we have as American citizens and the Second Amendment. But in Canada, it's happening. There's oh, a my gosh. dictatorship that is taking place. You don't think it'll happen? Well, I, I assure you that the United States is not is not uh, absent from the opportunity that this could take take shape here in the United States as well. Uh, 
there's now a uh, a bill that's likely to be passed where Canadian rifle band is going to happen with a uh, huge majority of hunting rifles uh, whether because of the semi-automatic and some of which are even bolt action that they have no concept of the difference of in uneducated uh, firearm folks that are writing these bills so there's bolt action firearms there's semi-automatic uh, rifles there's all kinds of stuff and the next proposed list the the list has been written the or the the laws have been written and uh, sitting on uh you know that uh, dictator's desk right now in canada so just be aware that if we don't hold our rights close to our chest and live and die by what america has at this point then uh we could be next and it's no joke so all right hey We'll close it out, finish this whole thing up on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the Bunkhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Your faithfulness stretches to the skies and your Right, welcome back to the Outdoor Zone. That's Mac Powell, and former lead singer for Third Day. And uh, I'm going to be leaving here in just a minute, and I'm going to Life Austin Church in Mueller. Life Austin at Mueller. And uh, he's playing there for the 10 o'clock, the 10 o'clock service. Mac Powell. So we're going to go into the city for a little church today. But hey, welcome back uh, to the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. CR, you want to tell them about Parts View? Yeah, i tell you what, I'll be spending the next uh, next little afternoons or evenings free time in the shop right here, uh, installing my new filters and spark plugs and all of the uh, things to get my boat ready for the next season because I got my package from Parts View of the uh, maintenance kit, the annual maintenance kit from PartsView.com. You know, PartsView, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com is an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs. Uh, you can get maintenance kits there like I ordered, plus all parts and accessories. They have a full line of accessories, some really cool stuff Uh for boating i mean anything and everything you need right there online it ships straight to your house piece of cake easy peasy over two hundred thousand products from the marine industry's leading brands like Starbright, nafco turning point propellers i do have to order a new prop they have it i checked uh i just have to save up some more nickels to order that prop <laughs> yeah. I, i'm yeah. a few hundred nickels short uh Teenage Marine, they've got, uh, just check them out. If you own a boat and it needs service, it needs service regularly to keep it on the water. Check out partsview.com. It's really not that hard. You can do a lot of the stuff yourself. I've been very intimidated uh, in the past, but have since taken all my maintenance in-house and I enjoy doing it 
because I know that I'm not missing something when I order from partsview.com. I got some backup, somebody, you know, standing there waiting. If I got a question, I can call them or email them. Partsview.com, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. Uh, our new partners here in the outdoor zone and glad to have them. Um, I did so, want to mention, I do want yes. to mention though, um, uh, you know, it's hunting season. We've only got a few weeks left here in Texas. And I do want to mention that it's been tough on a lot of folks because of acorns and the acorn drop. And uh, I think it's just been a warm, you know, mostly here in central Texas. I mean, it's 80 degrees all week and it's the middle of December or nearing the middle of December. And it's just hasn't cooled off. It hadn't, the deer season's just been weird. We had a lot of rain early in the year and then it had drought like conditions in the middle of the summer and a lot of the rut stuff has happened or is, is happening but it's happened in a lot of areas and those deer are going to start coming back to water and feed and a lot they're going to start getting normal again in these last few weeks and i just want to you know to those guys that have been struggling myself included this is mainly a self-help session that uh you know, the deer are going to start getting a routine again and, and finding those game trails and finding those watering areas and those bedding areas are all going to start uh, becoming used again, I think, now that the rut's over. So just keep the faith, spend some time in the stand, and uh, I got, at I got some involved. point they're going to slip up. I got invited to go to a ranch to go hunt seven point or less deer uh, do a kind of a coal hunt between Christmas and new year's. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. I get to go. And, uh, so got permission. Um, but Hey, before we, we get too far, you know, we're, we're two weeks out from Christmas. Want to, uh, want to, and just encourage everybody, especially you guys out there, all you guys that are listening to the show that listen to us regularly, uh, man, we appreciate you, your studs. Uh, we, we just appreciate you being, uh, you know, the regulators that listen to the show. We get your texts, we get your Facebook posts, we get, uh, calls from you, emails. And, uh, but we, ju I just want to remind you guys, Hey, don't let Christmas get by you without taking the time to enjoy it. You know, we can be so busy i can't tell you how many christmases went by where i just worked or i was just busy 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 and and i created busy and uh i just have to say out loud how cody ryan took a day off from work and you know planned he did all the planning and, and stuff to do a day with the girls um his wife and, our, and daughter my incredible granddaughter and daughter-in-law and uh and they took a day and they just went to this christmas thing and they toured it and you know just did the whole thing and just participated was present in that and i just want to encourage guys don't let this don't let the you're not going to be remembered for how much work you did and how how good a worker you were and how organized your cubicle was or your work truck was but you will be remembered by the day you took off and and took your family to cut down a christmas tree or the day you spent decorating the house with your boys or girls and 
you know, the things you did where you slowed down and watched that crazy Hallmark movie with your wife for Christmas and had a charcuterie board with cheese and, you know, fix her a glass of wine. And those are the kind of things that you get traction from. And, uh, as, as much as we spend, I mean, Cody will be pouring out next week, traveling all over fishing. I got a speaking schedule. It's just going to go nuts next year. And, um, but man, if you're home right now and you got Christmas ahead of you, you got two weeks, be there, be present. It's important. It's really important. And, you know, take advantage of that time. Yeah, so it is. All. It is. And I'll tell you what else is important is Psalms 47.1. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout joyful to God with a joyous shout. I got to be reminded of it each and every week, each and every day, each and every hour to live it, love it, learn it. Uh, I'll be here again next week. Same place, same time. All right. Hey, folks, this week we want to encourage you to get the kids off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds and trees. Heck, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is. As long as you get them into the great outdoor zone, we're we're both headed to church right now. I'm going to go see Mac Powell. Do a little rocking out there. And uh, so just find a good Bible-based church in your community. Guys, take your family. Uh, and then take them out to lunch somewhere. If you want to start an outdoor ministry in your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. If you need, if you have a boy who needs a mentor, a good mentor in his life, uh, go to the outdoor zone. Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. If you're looking for a place to donate for Christmas, you want to make an impact on the kids of this world, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. K-O-Z, no kid left inside. All right, from... Cody Ryan, Beefsteak, Ty Wire, The Ranch Hand, and myself, TJ Graney. We just want to say God bless. And regulators, let's mount up. We don't give a damn. We came from the West Virginia coal mines and the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. And we can skin a buck, we can run a trot line. Country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. I had a good friend in New York City. He never called me by my name, just Hillbilly. My grandpa taught me how to live off the land, and his taught him to be a businessman. of the Broadway nights and I'd send him some homemade wine but he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife for 43 dollars my friend lost his life I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes and shoot him with my old 45 cause the country boy can survive Country folks can survive Cause you can't stop us out And you can't make us run But when them old boys raise on 
California and South Alabama and little towns all around this land. We can skin a buck and run a trot line and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. 